Teeny time, teeny time. Oh, thank God it. She's not the one. So we ran out of olive juice for our teeny time. The first martini was fantastic. It was lovely. This one we had to use pickle juice. Pickle juice. And you think it would be good, but I don't think, I think maybe with vodka, it would be good. You're absolutely right. It's, yeah. It's tasting like kind of like the bottom of like a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it tastes it's like there's something dirty, something yeah. in there that's not supposed rancid to be vibes. <laughs> rancid vibes for sure. But you know what? Mama ain't raised no bitch. So we drinking it. It's We're drinking time. it. Um, speaking of rancid vibes, <laughs> this is the relationship podcast today. Italian hand. I'm very passionate about <laughs> means, this. She means business when she does this. this. Business. I'm in my business attire <laughs> yeah, and I'm in. My sleep attire. <laughs> <Some> pajamas. <laughs> Speaking of rancid, we are here to talk about red flags. Mm-hmm. It's the relationship pod, and we're starting with red flags. What's your biggest red flag that you notice? You know, it's funny because I think as women, especially, we love pretending that red flags like don't exist oh rose-colored goggles all day long they're not there it's so they're waving a red flag in your face in your face no you're like no it's it's beige he's really nice but like he's so nice yeah but he made me cry last night but i actually think he's really good for me other than that it was my fault honestly (laughs) yeah he told me it was my fault and i just it's true so biggest red flag that as I've gotten a little older, I've been able to like visibly recognize mm-hmm. is a liar. Like Ooh, yeah. somebody lies to me. It's giving sociopath right off the jump. It's done. Yeah. If I find out you lied to me, especially early on, like even if it was a hundred percent, even if it was something small, if you're especially li- something small, cause why the fuck you why lied about you something lying? small? <laughs> and that's a really good point because why are you lying about mm-hmm. that? Like, like what you, else are you going to lie you about? I think I'm crazy and I'm going to react bad yeah. because I'm not. Dude, and I've literally, here's a red flag to lead off of your red flag. A guy that makes you feel like they do something wrong and you're the one that you're caused the cause. them. You're like, the cause. for example, I had a guy once lie to me about something so stupid. And when I found out, because we find out everything. Everything. Don't even bother. Detective, call me Detective if you, Gadget. If your girl... If your girl doesn't know, she knows. She's just not telling you. I, for one, have like this sixth sense, like this voice in my head that tells me things. I'll be laying in bed and I'll just sit up and be like, oh my God. You literally sit up with your arms. I do. You cheated. (laughs) So one time this guy told me this lie about something and it was so stupid when I found out, but I figured it out. And his excuse was that he thought I was going to be mad. Let me be mad before you just assume that for me. Not to mention, if you're doing something and you're able to visibly make that distinction that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mad. Right. Maybe don't do it. (laughs) Don't fucking do it. Yeah. Like, like, if you care enough about me and this relationship that you're going to lie to protect me then care enough to not do things that are going to upset me. Or check with me first. And if you did talk about it. Then we can communicate like adults because I'm not going to rip your head off. Right. If you come to me, hey, I'm afraid that this might bother you. I just want to check with you. Obviously within reason, right? You know what I mean? I fucked your sister. Yeah. I just wanted to like run that by you really quickly. (laughs) wanted to check in, make sure that was cool. (laughs) She said you'd be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're kind of a crazy bitch. So I wasn't sure how that would sit with you, but no, yeah, it was honestly, I'm just going to tell you. So he was, he's a photographer and he was taking photos of one of his female friends who was in a seven year long relationship. And he lied to me and told me he was going to take pictures of his guy friend, literally gave me all name, a guy's name and everything. He had a whole story. He had a whole story. And what's crazy. I didn't ask. 
ask who who it was for. He gave me the information guilt. without Immediate asking. Immediate guilt. A couple weeks later, I'm laying in my bed. He's editing the photos. We're texting. And I'm like, oh, he's, oh, the photos didn't turn out well. I'm like, hey, send him over. Like, let me see. He doesn't reply. And immediately a light bulb i'm all it it was a girl it was a girl so i said what was her name was my next text 30 minutes after not getting response fucking busted and then an odd thing to lie about so weird and then he's like well i thought you would get mad you know what's mad about about what only a cheater or like someone with bad intentions 100 percent would lie about something like that because if you're guilty or if you know what you're capable of you're or gonna, where your brain you're goes. You're going to cover your tracks before then, the tracks because, even exist. Because yeah. then when I found out, I was like, why did you feel the need to lie about that? What was going through your mind that made you feel like you were doing something wrong? That, right. Because then it seemed sus. It's immediately sus. All of a sudden, it would he would have just said, I'm taking pictures of my friend. You would For like, sure. Oh, have fun, babe. And what's crazy yeah. is I don't see myself being upset about that. Of course, you know, relationship to relationship, sometimes guys dig themselves into a hole with, with the you trust. Don't trust them. Yeah. So I could see maybe in that situation, maybe he knew I didn't trust him. And he, but I don't, I just don't see that being a problem. And if it was, we could have communicated about and it and gotten through it and gotten through it instead of him lying to your face. And I probably would have appreciated him telling me. And this is another good lead into a second red flag, which has to do with guys being sus about girls' pictures. Mm. Don't be all up in other women's Instagram. Why do they do that? Why like, do they feel the need to do that? I'm not the type of woman that's insecure about it, those type of things. I really don't care. Really not about that. It's not about that. It's the straight up respect thing. And you know, I never even realized how disrespectful it is until I'm in a relationship now where he literally does not even follow girls on Instagram. Not because I told him to. It's such a fucking turn on when guys. Oh, it's so hot. When guys don't follow girls just to, for the sex appeal. It's gross to me to think, totally. oh, you're following all of these Instagram models or all these girls it's desperate it's disgusting it's unattractive disrespectful Disrespectful. and i honestly think it goes in a lot to a man's like ability to have self-control for sure because these guys were flooded by booty cheeks and instagram models also they they lack self-control says a lot about their own self-esteem totally and they lack the ability to just be respectful to their woman like they don't even think about it like that because their self-control is so low they're oh like 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 dm 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 Mm -hmm. following all these unrealistic women bikini models or whatever which makes your girlfriend then feel kind of like shit because she's insecure yeah yeah wondering why you guys are arguing why you have problems here's the other thing i know that some women don't care and that's fine to each their own but in a general sense if a man really cared about you he would have no interest if your man is a good man he would have no interest in that that's the bottom line right there it's it's not about if the girl cares or not if i saw that my boyfriend now liked a bikini medals picture i'd be like well i mean i don't care it'd be kind of weird yeah (laughs) yeah out of character for him for sure but i would not be mad or insecure Secure, but that goes to show it's a good man. They're not one hundred percent laser focused on you if that's the kind of content that they're consuming and you know giving their attention to. And I get we all know what an attractive person looks like. You know, it's I not that crazy. I can see it. You can see it. The actual act of having to leave your name, leave a trail, a trace of you. My favorite line is, "It's just Instagram. I don't even think it's not when, real. Yeah, it's no, just it's- mindless for me. No, the fuck, it's not." No, the fuck it's not. Unless you have no self-control. If it's mindless <laughs> and you don't have the ability to say, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's because you don't have a brain. Maybe that's what's mindless. Literally nothing. <laughs> Two brain cells rubbing together. Yeah. For dear life. And it's crazy as these beautiful women will be with these pieces of shit that just do this. The bar is on the ground. It really says so much about the whole relationship and like how he will treat you. And a lot of times I think we don't even realize that there's another side like there's no light at the end of the tunnel for people who've been in consistent relationships like that. Cause you just start to see that as the standard mm-hmm. you expect that. And so when you do actually get treated right, you're like, 
something's wrong with this guy. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with him? Well, I, for one, dated a guy that would literally make me feel crazy for not liking him doing that. Actually, the gaslighting was insane because it is totally okay to feel a certain type of way. It doesn't even matter what it is. It doesn't even have to be liking photos. It doesn't matter. Even if you're being crazy and secure and it's ridiculous, I still think that if your partner cares, it should be up for discussion to try to figure out how he can better make you either trust him or make it make you feel better you know like maybe you're traumatized from a past relationship so you're extra insecure and you need a little extra like guidance on this path and a guy should that cares about you and loves you should guide you be there with you and help you through that rather than being like you're fucking crazy you know what i mean if you're at the point where you're asking your man to unfollow girls to stop liking pictures yeah it's too late baby yeah like, get out it, it's yeah. done he's done his brain is because once toast. you have to ask that you're gonna be the crazy bitch you're, in you're his in one. his story yeah. you're gonna be the crazy insecure girlfriend no matter what way he tries to swing it no matter what the truth is no matter what he's done and then you're gonna be changing him well, you're, yeah. why are you changing me this yeah is controlling just like, yeah. go find a guy who just doesn't do that not a guy who just doesn't do that for you but a guy who just doesn't do that who just doesn't general. do it in general yeah. right 100 percent. the reason why it's so attractive when guys don't fawn after beautiful women women is because it makes them look more confident and secure manly and yeah like they like they're not dogs who just drool over whatever it makes them look like they actually have a standard of the type of woman that attracts them yep whereas a guy that doesn't that just likes whatever and they see tits and ass and it doesn't matter it's like their standard is so low it actually gives me the fucking ick yeah no 100 what's your biggest ick the ick is strong (laughs) i feel kind of bad because my icks are like are they like stupid me being me having like bad adhd and be like see i don't really get that why are you doing that i have never really had i see i understand the concept of the ick i've never gotten the ick i have gotten the ick but not from like the classic oh chasing the ping pong ball on the floor that doesn't give me the ick okay especially no. if i like a guy That's i don't cute. give a fuck when my partner does traditionally like ick stuff i think it's adorable i think it's right. so sweet like he stubs his toe <laughs> or like something like it's so cute yeah my biggest i think my biggest ick is when a guy doesn't pay enough attention to me yeah um is that an ick that's what i'm saying i don't know that that qualifies as an ick that's definitely icky to me as well so like an ick like you're at a bar scenario painting a scenario here you're at a bar with a guy not your first date it's probably like your let's say it's your fifth date you're mm-hmm. not dating but you're but you together obviously deserve a little bit of attention and you're talking but like he's also with his bros which is fine and talking to other girls which is fine and you're kind of like an after but then you just fall to the wayside but then when it's time to go home He's all about it. Oh, let's go, let's get an Uber. It's like, well, we've been here together all why night. Why the fuck did you bring me here if you didn't yeah, want to hang out with me? Why don't you just call me when yeah, you're done? Yeah, for sure, which would be fine. But don't invite me on a date and if we're seeing each not other. Not only is that an ick, but it's also an immediate red flag because it's, yeah. if somebody doesn't want to spend time with you, you're not the person for And them. we were talking about this earlier is how a lot of guys don't like women. They are attracted to women. They want to sleep with women. Absolutely. But they don't actually like what we stand for, what we are. Like we just had a TikTok go viral for this podcast. And one of the comments was, oh, girls in your stupid topics or whatever. And my first thought was, okay, well, if you like boys, then just fucking say that because all of the girlies right now are, are in Co- cohorts what's the word co- co- cohorts is that a word yeah <laughs> we're all together on this we're all enjoying this topic so if you and don't like it commenting having a good time if you don't like it then you might not just not like women also to categorize it like that is so fucking you weird girls and your stupid fucking topics right so i want to hit you with a brick someone said that <laughs> bring like, the brick like you hate women you know and there's a lot of guys like that like the typical misogynistic i mean i don't want to say the andrew taters but 
Right. No, it's, for sure. The Andrew Taters. The Taters. The Tater Tots. The Tater Tots. They like women <laughs> for like the sexually pleasing aspect for the submissive feminine values that they bring, but they don't actually like women. They don't no. like listening they don't to like us talk. They don't like our hobbies. No, nothing. They things like that we, we enjoy. Can, they like what we can provide. Yeah. Which is sex, a clean house, and a hot meal. Yeah. Which like, is. Are we in the 1960s? No. And I would be more than happy to provide all of those things to a man that respects Listens, me and likes me loves. as a person. I'm not a feminist by any means i think if you want to be a an independent ass bitch and go bring home the bread and have a stay-at-home dad then you do that as long as there's balance and love and respect in a relationship who the fuck cares what roles people are taking on as long as it's equally like divided so that you're not drowning everybody's contributing everyone's contributing and and taking care of and make sourdough and clean the floors (laughs) and nurse your by all fucking means well me too bitch yeah (laughs) for sure there shouldn't be a standard for what a person can be and what they can't Mm -hmm. be but another ick (laughs) for me actually and obviously it's not for everyone but i'm not super into like a submissive male i'm looking for a leader i'm looking because i'm such a dominant woman i'm such a you know i'm naturally gonna lead i'm naturally gonna take shit over sometimes i don't want to Mm -hmm. like i want somebody who i can trust to just i 100 percent am the same way you know but here's the thing is there's a fine fucking line between that and being controlling and masculine to like a toxic level where i can go clubbing and you can't leave or or where it's just like not constructive to the relationship you know what i mean because obviously one of the worst heartbreaks i went through was with a guy that was really like that very in charge very bossy very controlling okay you no. but i thought i liked it because that was the first relationship i'd been in where i wasn't the one in the the driver's seat yeah exactly and i got to take the back seat but then when it came to like i don't want to just be a fucking voice in the background and that's what it was becoming didn't matter what you thought didn't right matter. because he was in charge i want someone that can something as simple as it doesn't like i feel like it sounds so aggressive saying it the way we've been saying like someone says like we're going here to eat we're doing this or like i'm calling the uber or like i got this figured out or something like that like i'm bringing in the groceries or like i'm someone that's like decisive sure of what they want helpful constructive well, you know, there's actually a huge differentiation between submissive and masculine in that sense Mm -hmm. because a masculine man is a provider and a leader they are respectful they are loving they are thoughtful they are all the things that make you feel safe in your femininity yes where a submissive man is can that can be categorized as controlling bossy you know because they're insecure exactly Mm -hmm. and they think that the only way to counteract that is by being the mr macho man Mm -hmm. machismo is by getting their bitch in line yeah exactly my girl keeps her mouth shut and sucks my dick and cooks my pot roast and it's like honestly i do do that for my man because i want to because i feel safe to but then he sucks your dick and cooks your pot roast 100 (laughs) percent. so like it's a reciprocative relationship yeah and that's what and when you have an opinion or when you don't like something or like something instead of him being like well this is the way that it is yeah, yeah he's willing to listen i honestly really love you know your relationship he's definitely a good a good egg and he sets the bar high for me just yeah, by being is, around the him bar is in the sky now so. where were we sorry guys i just spilled my drink all over it's myself so that's the thing that the taters and <laughs> the misogynistic men are lacking that they think they have mm-hmm. but they don't really they're have overcompensating it. like if you are actually in the mindset that you can cheat on your woman because it's sexually cheating and not emotional cheating but your girl cannot talk to another man that's a crazy take too. and i know that he says that he says that stuff for for views and for likes and like because it's content and that's who he is that's the character he's created i think he believes but it there too. is men that 
worship that type of behavior mm-hmm. and it is so toxic it creates such a toxic unsafe world for women people women to live in um and it needs to fucking stop to yeah. be quite honest it's like, just ridiculous not cool if you're acting like that i know someone actually you know him too who wants to do a poly relationship where he has multiple wives but i remember being like okay what about them could they date other people no oh god no what the fuck do you mean no what the literal fuck do you mean that is to me, that's just like so, like psychopathic. No, it's not. It's it's a god complex. It's a narcissistic mm-hmm. complex. And what makes you think that you need ten women and every bitch needs to just be about you? That's crazy. And I actually know a guy who I briefly dated who was very open with me. Like so much respect to this person. Very open with me from the beginning about the fact that he wanted to be open. He wanted multiple. He was not um, one girl monogamous guy. person. Yeah. And he one hundred percent didn't want me to be either. He's like, there's no way. I would ever ask you to be monogamous. See, that I'm okay with. Like, Straight do respect. To each their own. But if you're going to want that and then be like, dictate whether or not they can do that too, it's just doesn't, it's so contradictory. And from day one, this person told me this. Like, there was no question. No. And of course me, I'm like, <laughs> I can get him to just want me. Like, right. I can do it because I didn't want that. Of right. Course, of course but not. I was like, no, of course it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. sounds great. And I, you know, I was trying to compromise my values because I really did care about this person. And of course it didn't work because three months later I'm crying and he's like, I told you. Yeah. And so three months later, uh, you know, we have only been monogamous, but it's getting to the point where we're basically dating. And he's like, Madison, I want you to know, I want you to be my girlfriend, but I will not be monogamous. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's crazy. I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I wish you the best, but that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And now he's, I could the, never, he's dating a girl now. And they see other people and they're happy as two clams. Yeah. If that's what you both want, so, then that's great. Fantastic. To each their own. I'm not judging. Yeah. But I just don't agree with the controllingness of it. Well, and I think it's a cultural thing too. Like there is some cultures where that is the standard and I can't speak on whether or not that's okay or not because I don't know anything about what that situation is. I mean, in general, it's always like background with religion, which yes. I personally don't agree with it. No matter what, which way you swing it, I, I'm not, no offense to any culture or religion out there, but to me, it's just fucking stupid. I, anyways, before I get canceled. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but in our culture, speaking about our specific mm-hmm. culture, a which guy- by the way, the people that I know that do this are not involved they, in no, they literally culture. are not religious. Yeah. yeah they don't have any other reason for it besides, besides narcissism. they want to be worshipped by multiple yeah women. yeah and so talking about narcissism getting into toxic relationships i think that's another thing that <sighs> every woman's had one i shouldn't say every woman every person has mm-hmm. had one nasty toxic vile relationship yeah and if you haven't yet no, mm. <laughs> either you're the problem or it's coming. Yeah. So also, it's really a good thing in the end. You learn so much from it, and yeah. those relationships are what make you kind of who you are, and, yeah. and they build resilience and strength. Shows you what you're willing to put up with, what you're not. Really builds your strength. I feel like when I got put into my most toxic relationship ever was when I was the most insecure, worst version of myself. Not because I was a bad person, but just because I wasn't myself. Yeah, everyone goes I, through a down phase. Yeah. I was super lost, and I didn't know who I was. And it's almost like you attract this energy of a of leeches they see it that can prey on you because you're weak and i was so weak and it they it worked they they it starts out like this every time i love you you're amazing love bombing love bombing phase two you start to see the true colors come out but then it just quickly back to the love bombing and you're confused because you're like i saw a glimpse of something that isn't so pretty but but 
but then immediately the gaslighting comes back yeah. in and you're like, okay, maybe it's just a one, one time thing. And then it becomes a cycle of this and that until one day you're so deep into this shit relationship that you're just hoping that you see the light again because it comes once every month. And it feels so good when it does. And it's then like it goes the, the highest highs. Yes. And the then the lowest, lowest lows. And it actually becomes a chemical thing in your brain where you start to crave those high highs and those low lows because your, your body just becomes so used to it. So that's why when you go through those breakups, it actually feels like you're going through a drug withdrawal. They compare a toxic relationship like that to being on heroin. That's insane. And I could see it because, you know, we talk about toxic relationships and narcissism and, and how people get trapped in it for so long. And there's always that person who's like, why would you stay in that? Like, you're so fucking dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, how could you let somebody treat you like that? Mm -hmm. Being someone who was in a really, really horribly physically, mentally, emotionally abusive relationship for a really long time and lost all of my friends. I mean, I didn't have a single friend left. This person would take my phone, keep my phone away from me so that I couldn't text or call my friends or my family. If I would text you sometimes and get a text back and it was not ever you. No, if, if you would text me, it would be them replying like... It was like, who is this? She, and I was like, yeah, Allie? She's busy or yeah. something. Like I wasn't allowed to have any friends. I was the sole supporter for our relationship. I was the only one who worked and he loved spending my money. Mm. <laughs> and why do you stay? Mm. Why did I stay? Why was I physically abused to the point of near hospitalization for somebody who was so... Now looking back on it, I'm like, why did I even date that person right because you were young and you were probably going through your own things and it's literally like they prey on you they can they like sniff out the weak link and you had so many good qualities that he knew what you were and it made him insecure but he was never going to let you see your potential because that would make him more insecure and narcissists are drawn to you know somebody who can help them and make them feel mm -hmm. better narcissism is you only love someone for how much they, they make you feel how much make you love yourself exactly you were the one that told me this when i was involved with like just such a shitty person and i was so lost and couldn't understand why he didn't love me because i thought i was so good to him and i thought i did everything when we'd fight i would apologize i i just i couldn't really wrap my head around why it went south and you were the one that said because you're not a doormat and you stand up for yourself and he only loved you until like yeah well he only loved you until as long as you made him feel good the second that you started putting your foot down about things and calling him out for things about himself he didn't like that anymore and all of a sudden you were not someone that he wanted You're around not a value to him anymore. no because you the didn't make you him feel good making a narcissist feel good about themselves which is that love bombing that you that you crawling back for them because they create this cycle mm -hmm. this vicious cycle of like you get such a high high, they treat you so bad, you're on such a low and low. And then you crawl back. You're crawling for that high high again that you're, Begging. no matter how they treat you, you're again, coming back. when I would be physically abused and I would be the one apologizing, literally, me, begging, crying for forgiveness and, and saying this online is difficult because it's, it's embarrassing, right? It sounds pathetic. Why would I let this happen? But when you're in something like that, you genuinely are brainwashed. Mm -hmm. You cannot accept any outside information, any outside, you know, help. Because they also keep you in a box. 100%. They keep you, that's why he doesn't let you talk to your friends or your family. It's because he knows that the second that you do, someone's going to try to talk some sense into you. And he doesn't want that. He wants to be the only voice in your head. And this was the same thing with the same ex that for me, I would get in trouble with him whenever I would vent to you about a fight that we had because it was none of your business. But literally you would tell me, Ali, it's because he knows that he's in the wrong, in the wrong. Yeah. And now he's exposed and he doesn't, he wants you. And so I would be afraid to go to you. I would literally leave in my 
car and go drive down the street and sob in my car whenever I needed to cry just so nobody knew yeah. because I was afraid that he would be mad. Because it's the God complex. Like if, if people know that I'm not this perfect person, well, it's your fault for fucking telling them. Yeah, exactly. How dare you not what spread I did. this about me Yeah, and not any accountability for the actions that were taken. And so for people that get wrapped up in these relationships, I just want to say that I hope no one ever feels like they are the problem or they weren't good enough or they didn't leave soon enough because this happens to most people Mm -hmm. it's obviously some instances are more severe than others and i think deep down no matter how hard it might feel to get out of that situation you know reach deep down inside of you you know that you're not in the wrong and you know that they're the problem yeah you're just in this cycle that you're gonna have to break and it's gonna be really difficult and i think the thought of breaking it because it's almost more difficult to leave sometimes than it is to stay in oh, a it's way way more difficult when you have nothing left yeah you have no friends your family is so pissed at you and then on top of that the actual pain and agony of losing this person because like i said it's a chemical reaction in your brain like you're you said withdrawing from heroin it is for me, when I lost this relationship, I cried every fucking day. I was miserable. Not a single day went by where I was happy. Well, and that's But when it ended, I was even more miserable yeah. and I wanted it back. And I couldn't even, I even, I knew why the fuck would I want this back? I knew like, I'm not stupid, but I did. And I just wanted that fix again, that high, high, that makeup where it's really good for four hours oh everything's right no literally hours (laughs) but also that person has become your everything at that point yeah and i don't mean like you're my everything i mean genuinely your your entire life revolves around pleasing this person and so and i tried to leave many times but the only way i was actually able to get out of it was after a, a pretty difficult physically abusive instance where i couldn't hide it from people anymore i put all of my shit in my car i went home he didn't even know i was leaving You moved. I went home, put all of my shit in my car and drove to a different state. Not kidding. I'm so fucking glad you did that. Never came back. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) I did come back. You're back now. Yeah. But, um, but didn't come back until I knew that there was no chance. Yeah. Um, and he had a new girlfriend three months later. It wasn't, it didn't matter to him. Yeah. Which is so crazy too. We'll touch on this really quickly and then we'll move on. Cause we just don't give a fuck about these people, but these narcissistic dirt bags, you know, obviously yours is way worse than mine. I don't want to categorize like the one I'm talking about in the same, in the same level because pain, pain Ali. I know I'm not even speaking. I'm speaking. This is me trying to not talk so much shit about the Him? person I'm talking about. <laughs> like he wasn't that bad. Yeah. No, he was he, pretty bad. He was pretty bad, but he wasn't like physically yet. At least yeah, it didn't I know. Get, like, there were a few is, things. That slippery ha- slope. There were a few things that happened where I was like, nonetheless, they're both in relationships that have been super long-term mine just got married and I remember thinking to myself it's another phase of the of the grieving process or the toxic relationship where you start to think okay well if they're able to be in a happy relationship with someone else was I the problem was I the problem which of course to some degree I'm not saying I'm a fucking saint I absolutely have psycho girl energy sometimes but it's only ever triggered from someone that knows exactly how to fucking trigger me like I'm not a perfect person I'm a wounded individual I have traumas and when you know exactly how to get under my skin and push my buttons it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and and when you're with someone for that long and you fight that much they know exactly how to manipulate and control your emotions and I had no control of my emotions during that relationship and yeah when I watched this person 
meet someone right after me that I'm pretty sure they were with while we were together because then it just ended so abruptly and yeah. then he was in a new relationship get married and have it and hear how they're so happy and how it's working don't get me wrong happy for them you know obviously I would not want her to go through what I went through and I'm glad that he found someone that obviously doesn't trigger him to the point that I did but it made me wonder what the fuck is wrong with me if someone that fucking out of line could be in a happy healthy relationship it's just unheard of to me i well, can't fathom the thing. it there's a couple points to that is one what makes you think they're happy and healthy they're fucking instagram <laughs> yeah two we we covered this the reason that it's possible is because narcissists love you as long as you, you make, make them feel good yeah so these girls maybe they don't trigger them the same way maybe they don't fight back maybe they don't stand up for themselves mm-hmm. maybe it's not such a clash right yeah but i can guarantee you a narcissist is a narcissist unless they go to deep serious spiritual healing and therapy they're not going to change to convince a narcissist that they are a narcissist is almost nearly impossible yeah. and that's the only way to heal from being a narcissist or to overcome that exactly. is to accept that you are one which is almost nearly impossible 100 percent, for a narcissist to do and so unless they got serious help if he treated you like shit i can guarantee you he treats her like shit if he Which lied makes me to sad her, for her if he lied to you he lied to her if he she, cheats on you he cheats on her it makes her. me wonder too like does, does she know does she just not care and again and, and i have this thought too and i'm sure a lot of people do that get out of relationships like this and see their ex getting into another relationship they're like it was horrible how is this person holding on for five, six, seven years. Yeah, like how are they happy? Every relationship is different and every person handles things differently. But sorry, a piece of shit is a piece of shit. If you see your ex in a new relationship, you know, wish them well. No negative energy because it's not worth it. But people don't really change unless they really want to. Obviously, it it wouldn't make me feel any better about it to know that they were having the same problems that we had. I really doesn't feel good. At the end of the day, it feels weird saying it because for so long I was so heartbroken over it. But even through the heartbreak and the pain, like... I still wish the best for them and that person that tormented me for so long. It was one of the biggest growth points for me in my entire life. It changed me from top to bottom, in and out. I'm a completely different person. I view relationships differently. I view myself differently. I Some of the words and things that were said during that such toxic relationship stuck with me. And I feel like in a happy way now that I can look back and be like, like fuck you because look at me now you know what i mean and that's Which is the a good focal feeling. point for these kinds of things it's like once you're out of it and you're in the clear what changed in you mm-hmm. and how much better did you get how much did you grow yeah like let it light a fire in you it's to amazing. go it's just a good thing prove ev- all of those people wrong now the only time it can get like be a bad thing is god forbid you get married and have kids with that person <sighs> um then you're kind of fucked yeah but and you know what i don't want to say that because there's always a way out i, w- I don't ever want people to think they're stuck they're forever stuck, yeah but you know, we got lucky. I'll say lucky, even though, you know, my situation, there's not a whole lot of luck to it, but at least you don't have a kid with him. I gained so much strength and resilience. So much of the person that I am is genuinely from that relationship. And it fucked us up for a few years, fucked you up for a very long time. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was, it but was the person that I was after was someone who was very hurt and very broken. Mm-hmm. Like to be traumatized to that point, it's it's hard to come back from. But when you do come back from it, you come back. Your life and the life that I've built for myself now, and I'm sure the life that a lot of people can relate to is you wouldn't have some of those characteristics and strengths if you didn't go through that. 100%. I would not be, I remember exactly the person that I was when I met this person and she never would have ever guessed where she would be right now. She was down bad. Honestly, Down bad. that person that you were at that point in your life, 
I was scared for you. I was sad for you because I was already through it at that point. Mm-hmm. And I could see, I could see it unfolding right in front of me. Yeah. Cause I had a lot of shit that I was dealing with when it gets really bad. It means, which this could be a light to someone listening. If you're really going through something, usually when it's at its absolute peak worse, it means you're healing from it. Absolutely. It means you're doing the work and it's not going to be easy. It's actually going to get worse probably before it gets better, but it means you're on the right track as long as you just keep your shit together and don't let yourself fall off too bad. Don't There's, let yourself slip back into the relationship. Cause I think that's, the I'm, I was just not even speaking of relationship wise. I'm just speaking just in general, in general. Yeah. That breakup was actually crazy. I was, I had never been so heartbroken in my life. I literally couldn't breathe. There's nothing like, like it ever in my life. And your breakup after that wasn't all that pretty either. No, that the I mean, next shit, one after you learn. <laughs> well, I think it was just a different type because on one hand this person was super toxic masculinity controlling angry mean brutal to me whereas this other person very submissive sweet compulsive liar oh yeah a manipulative but like in a very docile way literally the most sociopathic motherfucker i've ever met in my life literal compulsive liar crazy insane probably wouldn't be surprised if i see him as a like find out he killed someone one day as serial killer like the different types of like personalities. So I thought I I went from one extreme to the next and I'm thinking, oh, this guy's so nice. Like would take my shoes off at the bar and rub my feet for me. Would just ne- not let me open a single door. Extreme Surprise me with yeah. bagels and, and flowers and all this shit. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I hit the fucking jackpot except for the fact that he's broke. But anyways, and then one day it just flipped a switch, but it wasn't, he was mean to me, whereas the other guy was. Yeah, he he didn't call you names and and say horrible things. He to just you. would he shut, just off. shut you off. Yeah. yeah, like a true sociopath, like did, like as if I never His existed. Feelings were gone. Like they never existed and that's in the first even place. Harder to deal with because you're like straight up would look at me and cry about how much he loved me and how happy he was, and then the next day did not want anything to do with me for no reason. That's insane. It was the mind fuck. Yeah. So this was the last relationship that I was in before becoming the person that I am today. This was the this time last year it was over and I was really grieving it. And um, we weren't together for a very long time, but I was in a really dark place when I met this person. Was very confused with my path in life. I didn't know where I wanted to be. I was bartending. You know, we've kind of touched in previous podcasts about how dark shit really got for a minute there. Yeah. Was fully aware that I had the potential to do so much more, but was felt like I was failing myself. And was drowning out, drowning out the emotions by drinking, drugs, boys that were bad for me, life, a life that was just not healthy and it just made it worse. Just trying to ignore your feelings. Yeah. And yeah, just feeling like so stuck in this, this cycle of this terrible life. Couldn't get out. Met this guy. He made me feel like a million bucks right away. And I was so low that I was so just like didn't accepting of it, that. Energy. Oh, just didn't even question. Didn't it. Didn't even question. Didn't even care. Yeah. Obviously a couple red flags here and there. Didn't give a fuck. Didn't care was like it's fine because at least i'm not sitting around being miserable anymore and that's that on ignoring red flags (laughs) please don't ignore red flags so a couple months down the road i'm being treated like shit shit's going wrong and then because i was in such a low place and then i hit this really high high to all of a sudden getting the rug ripped out from under my feet and being even lower than i was before because they can't save you like no and and i and i i knew that but i thought that's how down bad I was I was just so okay with focusing on something else other than the shit that I really needed to focus on but at the end of the day once that relationship ended I it forced it forced me to have like I had no other choice but to deal with that it was so scary at the time but I'm so glad that I did because that's why I'm here right now and that's why I'm the person that I am right now yeah and he was a different kind of toxic like something that you didn't really understand it was crazy I still don't really understand it I've 
it's taken about a year now. It's been about a year of reflecting. And speaking of just the toxic, the ways that these men make you act. Bring out I the have, absolute worst I in have you. kind of a funny story. Funny, crazy, embarrassing. She toxic. Insane story. And I know the girlies can relate. At least someone out there can relate. He dumped me on my birthday. So nice of him. Yeah. Like, so what a gentleman. Dumps me on my birthday. I'm fucking wrecked. Probably because he didn't want to get you a present and was like, literally, perfect timing. Literally. So I'm fucking wrecked. I'm so upset begging him, please don't do this tonight. Like, wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. So pathetic. Please don't do this tonight. You know, miserable. He's like, I'm sorry. So dramatic. So I'm bartending. I'm working that night, the night that he dumps me. We work together. I remember he got off and he left and I'm like begging him to just stay and love me. Pathetic bitch. So sad. And he didn't. So when I got off, my coworkers, everyone was so nice. Everyone was celebrating me. I hung out with my friends all night. But then it came to the point where it was like probably time to go home. And was I going to go home? No, ma'am, I was not. Of course not. I ended up at one of those bars that you only end up at when you're when you get dumped on your birthday. <laughs> exactly. It's like seven in the morning. Seven like, in the morning. Everyone else in there is crying too. Everyone else in there is just either a crack addict, a homeless person, a loser, or going through a breakup. Huh, brutal. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, the only time I ever have gone to this bar is when there's just absolutely no good going on in my life because why else would I be out at seven in the morning? At that bar. At that bar. So I decide to finally leave. It's like 9am when I decide to take the trek home. And this is downtown, so it's everything's close to each other within walking distance from where I work, from where he lives, my ex. And on my way home, I think back to the fact that, oh, he has still has my blanket in his room. Because when I met him, he didn't have shit on his bed. He didn't have a blanket, didn't have sheets, didn't have literally anything. What? So fucking weird. So a blanket I, is like so I felt bad. Bucks. I literally felt bad for him because he was so manipulative that I felt bad for him when thinking back. I'm like, why did I not think that that was such a loser? Which now I would see that as like someone that just needs to get their shit together and it would just not be attractive right, to me someone who needs to take accountability in any way shape or form i actually think it's i'm disgusted with myself for that but it's okay because i'm not that person anymore but anyways so i think oh he has this blanket of mine i'm gonna go get it back. i'm gonna go get my fucking blanket back so i waltz rational, up to his I, right clearly thinking straight not insane whatsoever clearly wanted me to show up that's why he dumped me right so I show up to his apartment complex and there are two doors that you need a fob to get into before you can even get to the actual doors of the apartment. I rip the first door, like clear off just the hinges. Just bust it off the hinges. Just full strength to rip Probably it off. 9 a.m. birthday, sad girl strength. Sunday morning. Just wrecked the door. Opened the door. I mean, I knew that it would, that it would open because I'd seen him do it before when he forgot his fob. But it, nonetheless, like nine, for you to do that <laughs> and it didn't work every time because I had tried to do it before. Like it was, you know, you had to tug pretty hard. First try, rip it off the hinges, get to the second door, rip that one off the hinges. Holy that was another shit. one that you need to fob to get into. So then finally I'm at the actual door of his apartment and he has a keypad instead of a key. And I knew the code, obviously. So I just instead of knocking or anything, I just do, 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 oh my God, walk right in <laughs> on like, on 10. Just I want my fucking blanket back. And he's sleeping. He's like, <laughs> like he just, wakes up. Like, just like, what the fuck? And the sad thing is we ended up arguing for like an hour. And then I ended up getting back, getting, getting back, <laughs> getting in the bed with him with my blanket. Of course. Curling up, God sleeping. He had like another chick there or something. Honestly, I was fully prepared for whatever came my way in that moment. I was 
I was going to fuck shit up. You were unafraid. I was unafraid. I was unfazed. I was purely going That's to cause you know, problems. That's guy has really done you dirty. Where you're like, yeah. And the, the saddest part about the whole thing is like the next day I left with like my head held high. I'm like, this isn't right for us anymore. And then he texts me the next day and wants to get back together with me. I literally said to him, you said earlier, maybe he didn't want to get your birthday present. I was like, you could have just not told me you couldn't afford to give me a, a present. You'd have to go through all Instead that. Instead of breaking up with me. Yeah. But and that, then of course you took him back, right? Of course. And obviously we're not together anymore. So that ended up blowing up in my face once again. But thank God it did because like. Absolutely. I can't imagine. I'm just, I think of that person now and I just feel sorry for him. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, Ali, from the beginning, that one was so mad. Yeah, but like I said, I was just, he was the only thing that I felt was good when yeah, I... Yeah, and, and he was actually genuinely nice to you. I was on the verge of like unaliving. Yeah. When I met him. Not good. Things were not going well for me. And isn't it crazy how everything happens for a reason like that? Like yeah. a horrible toxic relationship, but like brought you out of a spiral? Yeah, and it didn't at first. I remember the first few months or weeks at right after that were probably the darkest I'm talking couldn't even get out of bed to go pee I mean obviously I did but like couldn't shower couldn't move so sad Quit my job just and it wasn't because of him it was because of all the shit that I had just to deal with and then on top of that that whole situation everything you'd been ignoring and you know comes what back tenfold yeah so but you know you're not the craziest like Girls, people do crazy things when they're put in crazy, toxic situations. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't say I've never broken and entered before. <laughs> uh, it's toxic story time. <laughs> Your turn. Talking about people bringing out the absolute worst in you. My first toxic relationship, um, he would break up with me in similar instances. Like, if he wanted to go out and, like, cheat on me, but it wasn't technically cheating because he broke up with me. <laughs> like, that night and then get back together with me the next morning. Wow. I know. Like, how is that even fathomable? It's not, but... So he's, it's Halloween or somewhere around Halloween. He's like, I'm going out. You're not coming. You're not going out. We're done. I'm like, and everything was fine that day too. That's the funniest part. He just day. wanted to go fuck around. Yeah. He wanted to go party and whatever. And he just liked doing that like as a manipulation tactic. And so this was one of those times where I was at my wits end and I was like, okay, bye. Went home, got ready, went my happy ass out. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a lot of friends at the time. So I went out by myself. Oh, I know. Hella sad. Kind of sad. But I'd been cut off from everyone in my social circle. So he obviously has my location. Sees that I'm out. Calls me. And he's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck do you think you are? You're not pretty enough to be acting like this. Like completely so just mean. tore me down. Yeah. Like get your ass home right now. So I do. <laughs> like I, I honestly can't believe that. And me. Come on. It's just I really so against my character to yeah. even act like that. But I go to his house. I don't go to my house, which I don't think he obviously was expecting. Um, and I crawl in through the window. Did you like scale the wall? You know, literally climb up the door, <laughs> crawl in through the window and get in the bed. And I, I stayed with him a lot, but he wasn't there at the time. He lived with his mom, actually. So mm -hmm. I'm in bed sleeping. I think it must have been like 3.30 or 4 mm -hmm. in the morning mm -hmm. by the time he finally gets home. This motherfucker walks up the stairs, bottle of wine in his hand two wine glasses and I hear the clinking like I'm kind of half awake he's walking up the stairs it's like clink clink like that's odd opens the bedroom door bottle of wine two glasses a girl right behind him shut the fuck up. beautiful girl oh my god I'm in bed sleeping oh my god also his room's a disaster I'm like what girl are you bringing back to your room like this what do you mean two glasses of wine and a wine bottle and a girl like, like they were about to have themselves a little night have a little couple glasses of wine and you're in <laughs> i'm sleeping in the bed what did you you have to tell me what so you did so i obviously what throw a fucking fit i go berserk this poor girl and i'm not 
crazy like that. I, I didn't go berserk at her. I know it's not. She doesn't even know I exist. I wasn't like trying to fight her or anything. Right. It's not her fault. I've never been like that. But he lives with his mom. So his mom <laughs> hears a commotion, comes out, looks at the girl, looks at me, looks at the wine glasses. <laughs> she goes, what's going on here? Like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, who is this? Because like me and her were tight. <laughs> who so is we're, like, this? like banging up against <laughs> The girl turns around and runs. Like, I'm not kidding. Runs down the stairs and books it out the door. Him and I and her. Imagine being the girl, like, coming home and be like, what do you mean your girlfriend's in your bed? And his mom. (laughs) Not only his girlfriend, but also his mom. And then his mom. Like, what a winner. Right. What a loser. She runs. And the next hour is spent with me getting reprimanded for how crazy I am. How dare I come and not tell him. How blah, 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 blah. How dare I go out. And... I'm asked to leave by him and I go out in the parking lot and I'm watching the front door and the girl now this is where I'm like you fucking bitch sneaks her happy right. ass back well, she in. must have known it's like you clearly she knew your... who I was but yeah. now that I like look back on it I'm like okay so you went back in Ugh, that's so disgusting yeah. and so who we, would what like what do you mean it's so unnecessary and well, so what do you mean I, the fact that this was even my life you want dick that bad yeah what do you mean i know go and, and she knows his mom's there and like can you imagine being the girl that goes back into the house no. after that situation that like literally what do you mean so him and i break up after that like actually for a little while um but of course it never lasts so we get back together and then i see her name pop up on his phone when we're at the gym together we're like doing cardio and it like pops up and i it was like a random message like, yeah, we'll watch that later. And I opened it and there was no, there was nothing. Like he deleted everything, but clearly he wasn't expecting her to text. And Such a guess what? I stayed loser. with him. Of course you did. Well, I don't, I don't have any room to talk. Um, I've never had a situation like that, but I'll tell you what, I would have probably attacked both of them. Honestly, it was, if his mom wasn't there, I can only imagine that things would have escalated. Like, yeah, but I was also like physically, I was terrified of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was like much bigger than me much stronger than me and i i knew he wasn't afraid to hit a woman so yeah yeah i honestly was so grateful to get out of that relationship with the lessons that i did but just thinking back and thinking about like the situations that women are in and the fact that that happens and we're just accepting of it and looking at the relationship i'm in now it's it's unfathomable night and day it's i can't believe that i would ever let myself be treated like that it's doesn't make any sense you know it's not to say anything about you though it's just when you're young and not to like, cause there's women that are much older that go through it. It really just has to do with the grooming that they do to these, to these women that they abuse. Yeah. Cause it starts, yeah, it starts out. Like I said, this early in another podcast, a relationship never starts out bad. No, it starts it out. By the time it gets bad, you're, you're trying to understand what's going what on. What the hell happened? And then it gets to a point where it's so bad, but by then they've conditioned you to thinking that that's all you have. And, and it started out, it started out like, I felt like the coolest girl in the world dating like an older, mm-hmm. popular athlete. For you, it's so different because you literally were a child. Oh, I was, I think I was four, 13 or 14 when I yeah. met this person. Yeah. I mean, a kid. A child. And for the next, I you know, four years of high school was conditioned to think that that was normal behavior. And my self-esteem was torn down to, you know, a point where a young girl, you don't know, you know, what what they say goes basically. Right. And so the fact that I've been able to come out of that and we'll end this podcast on a happy note, (laughs) come out of that and find such a green flag of a person and be in such a good, happy 
relationship, I used to push people away, good people. For me, something that I struggle with is seeing the red flags and then just cutting it cold turkey because it's not always just red flags. It's always mixed with green flags. Like every person has good to them. I truly believe that everyone is good by nature and that people just have their flaws and their traumas and some people fucking suck, but those are the type of people that are so smart, manipulative that they know how to act a certain way until you're so fooled. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever I see now, like, for example, someone recently, everything, nine out of 10 boxes, and then there's this one thing that happens where it's a red flag, 100% it's a red flag, but I don't want to view it as that. You overlook it because there's so much Because there's so much else, and even that small thing, and that's the other thing where it's like, sometimes it's like, how do you determine whether or not it's you being paranoid and traumatized, or whether it's really an actual red flag, something that cannot be fixed? Yeah. Because like you were saying, you were the red flag, but those were things that were fixable with time. So then I think, and I always do this where I make excuses and I try to point out the best in people and like find that in someone. But so that's something that I'm working on actively and I'm very consciously aware of now in my dating life because I'm painfully single. But for you, I remember when this changed because you met someone and you were really into them and they were really into you. And every time I talked to you, it was all rainbows and butterflies. And then one day you told me that you wanted a relationship and he didn't and you told him and he said he didn't want that and then you left that was it i literally walked away that day and i remember thinking to myself she'll be back not no offense like no i mean it's fair enough. i was just like he'll come back and he'll talk her back into it and not your track record but just like how it how they are yeah he'll regret it and come back it won't go anywhere but they'll do this back and forth thing for a long time until it finally has to inevitably come to an end yeah or you get into a relationship and it's just like you're unhappy. And it's not good. Yeah. And you just left. And I remember for months you were really upset. It was, wasn't yeah. it wasn't easy. You were sad. You felt rejected and mm-hmm. you felt not good enough and um you liked this person. I think we as women we we visualize our future with these people before it even happens, which makes it hard to let go of. But it was not something that was ever real. It wasn't ever real. Yeah. And I remember when you cut it off, the next person that you met after that was the person that you're with now and that's just to me a sign that the universe is going to test you and test you and test you and is if as long as you keep making the same mistakes you're going to keep reliving the same same test yeah test so if you anyone listening if you're having the same if you feel like you keep dating the same person and you're having the same thing happen over and over and over again and you can't find that green flag in a person you need to look at who you're dating and what mistake you're making that you're not learning from like what do you have to learn from this what's the pattern and I truly think that for you was the turning point you you cut it without any you know because you think oh I don't want to cut this because it's that lack mindset there's not something else out there 100% but you just have to know that when one door closes another one opens and I was at a turning point for me where it was like I wasn't looking to be in a relationship but it, we I stumbled into something with that person that I felt was good, but I always had a pit in my stomach about that person, like literally from day one. And, and that is the biggest indicator. 100%. And I could have ignored it and kept pushing that, you know, situationship for months. It would have gone on for months. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you. Yeah. Cause he would have let it 100%. And he would have loved that. And I would have been unhappy but I saw the what pattern. that was going to be and mm-hmm. that pattern. And it didn't matter what I felt or what he felt. I knew he was never going to be able to give me what I wanted. And I bet it felt kind of good to say, I don't want that. That's not what I want. That doesn't work for me. And walk away. You know how it was an awakening moment for me of, wow, I, I get to choose. Yeah. This is not, this doesn't work for me. 
And even if that doesn't change your mind, me walking away, it's not an ultimatum. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Because that's an empowering moment for a, for anyone, and but of for course, a woman. Three months later, oh, I made a mistake. Of I course, they back. always. Ladies, be with you. ladies, they always come back. And that's actually bad for me because I always take them back. At that point, I was with the love of my life. Yeah. Because I know it sounds stupid, but the second that door closed, I met my person. And when I met the person I'm with now, there, there's no question really. It's, there's no ups and downs. There's no, is this a red flag? I mean, it was, you I just, knew. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but I just knew he treated me so well. And I did. I pushed him away for months just because of my trauma. And I had a front row seat to that. I remember you didn't have any, you could never tell me what it was specifically that you didn't like about him. Cause I don't think there was something it wasn't, Yeah. besides just, I think, and me knowing you so well, he was just too nice. And I think you were waiting for, because when someone's a piece of shit, they start off really good. Well, you, you, you believe them because they're a piece of shit. You're like, okay, this is believable. Mm -hmm. But when someone's a good person, it's harder to believe Absolutely. because you're just waiting for it to turn. Waiting so for when the, someone, the corner to turn. Yeah. So when someone's a piece of shit, you're like, I believe you. So I'm giving him every reason to walk away and, and that, to show that his moment, true colors. That's where I became the toxic person and the mm -hmm. red flag. And, and that's just on healing and yeah. growth. And luckily he was mature enough to know that that, was what that was and he stuck it out and because he saw the potential for and i hate the word potential but he saw me for who i really was not the person i was pretending to be mm -hmm. in order to protect myself yeah. and he knew from the beginning that i was working to be better and that's all he cared about he's yeah. like as long as you're trying i'm here so green flags that we should be looking for ladies someone that's patient someone that's kind someone that gives you space to be yourself but not only be yourself but be mad mm -hmm. someone that you know what i heard once that i loved is like i want someone to be mad at me nicely and he is the epitome of that yeah because he doesn't let me walk all over him by any means he doesn't let me act however but to i want be mad at me respectfully respectfully we've we've fought we've been angry with each other he's never called me names he's never torn me down raised his voice he's never got up and left and disappeared mm -hmm. he's never gone out with his friends all night it's like maybe you need some space sometimes which is healthy but it's ultimately just communicating he'll go play video games like he's not gonna go to the bar right right it's just a level of respect and safe the feeling of safety that you feel when you're in a relationship like that you don't actually really question it yeah you might fight it for a little while but i never questioned his um character exactly yeah well, I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. You know, I love you both. Bad therapy turned into real therapy this week. Yeah, we actually did some good therapy actually on this podcast. Moral of the story, if you're in a place where you feel like you can't get out. You're stuck. Things are so bad, but you don't know how to move on. You're not alone. You'll get there. And you'll yourself, find your way out. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time. Don't try and ask for a bunch of advice because you're not going to take it. Mm -hmm. move at your own pace and you'll you'll only make the decisions when you're ready but just know like deep down you know what if this is resonating with you and you're in a relationship that's bad or toxic and this is resonating with you you've already made the first step to the first step is like they say with the, with addicts it's like denial and then overcoming acceptance. denial yeah. and accepting that so if this is resonating with you and you're able to kind of process that you might still have a little denial that's normal but that's the first step is just kind of walking yourself through realizing that you deserve better and that this behavior is not normal and that they're and then actually believing that there's better and out things there will get better like there's, yeah there's no doubt about sometimes it sometimes it's hard to really truly think that when things are so bad but you know 
when you're at rock bottom, the only place you can go is up. Up. And that's the damn truth. Bad Therapy, episode six. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.